0: You know, I went back to prison 20 days when my twin twin boys were born, and that just crushed my soul, dude, but it was the best thing that could ever happen to me, flat out, um, but uh, you know, I, I grew up without a father, and I used to play football, and I used to, you know, see my friends' dads at practice, and I used to like, man, you know, I wonder how that feels, and then I can't wait to be a father, and then, you know, I I'd go and make poor decisions and go and head back to prison uh, just 20 days where they were born, was one of the, the hardest things I ever experienced. But I used to sit in the cell trying to imagine what they looked like. Uh, and then I couldn't wait to get back home. And And my goal from day one was to get back in their life and be a responsible father.
1: Hello, everybody. My name is Jeremy Franchese. You are listening to First Floor Conversations, where the view at the top is only as good as the foundation which preserves it. Today, in episode 68, we're joined by Zachary Babcock. Zach's an entrepreneur and an absolute powerhouse in the podcasting space. Uh, and really, in my opinion, what, what I, I really appreciate is is a shining example of what great recidivism looks like, which in this country is obviously a huge problem. And so we'll, we're talking podcasting, entrepreneurship, passive income, and how we can go from Really getting punched in the teeth early on, having some trouble with the law, and rebuilding from scratch so that we can take care of loved ones and really put our money where our mouth is and say what we're going to do and do what we're going to say. Uh, and so with that, Zach, welcome to the show. New new house, new life. How are we living over there?
0: Man, it's uh, it's crazy. It's lovely. Very grateful. But dude, I just wanted to say, man, uh, you're really, really, really impressive with what, you, what you're doing. You said you're on episode 67 right now? 68. 68, sorry, I didn't want to shortchange it. No, you're good. Yeah. We, we got a couple in the bank. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're- a couple, yeah. Well, dude, for one, you're already in the, in the top 10% of podcasters because 90% of this is per Nielsen.com research. 90% never make it past 13 and then on top of that, if you go listen to my episode 68, like you're so much better than what I was. At <laughs>
1: movie, dude. I, I appreciate like so. that, man. I, I do, man. And, and, and look, I, I I love this 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 game, the podcasting game. If you're tuning in audio, video, uh, what is going on? Thank you all for tuning in. If you're listening to this, then it's probably the second week of January, um, which means you're kicking off New Year goals. You're trying to figure something out. Maybe you're questioning, did you mean it when you wrote it down January 27th? Because you're not realizing things get busy. Life happens. Kids are crazy. And you're like, man, did I mean it that I wanted to get in shape? I wanted to build that business. And so i um, looking forward to the conversation. And, and uh, Zach, you're down in St. Louis, correct?
0: Yes, sir, man. Oh, Born man. and raised. Born it's like in- the frozen tundra now. I can't wait till <laughs> when my kids get a little bit older, we're heading down to Florida, dude. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you, man. How, how old are they right now?
1: You got little ones, right?
0: Yeah. So I got, I got the littlest, she's two, uh, two and two months. And then uh, that's my daughter. She's like the the one that really runs the household. She's got a, a sassy little attitude, I tell you what, but I love her to death. And then I got uh, my boys, my twin boys, they're, they're six, they're getting ready to turn seven in February. Mm-hmm. And then I have my stepdaughter, Isabella, that's 11. So yeah, we got a whole house full of them, man.
1: I love it, man. Good reason to grind. You got the buy two, get two free special.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you got, got it. a bunch of fun. you double uh, yeah. the trouble. <laughs> double the
1: trouble, man. A uh, lot, of, lot of respect, man. And, and look, for those tuning in, we've interviewed a variety of different people. We've had people that have gone from homeless to, to, to successful in business, to uh, uh, real estate invest to to entrepreneurs, people that have done multiple best-selling books, um, everything from healthcare, fitness, real estate, you name it, and and a lot of it's my genuine curiosity to learn. Now, on the back end, which now I can talk about a little more openly because I've quit my full time at this point, you're listening, we're fully in the game, podcasts are an incredible engine to drive business, and it's not just about running ads. Oftentimes, the misconception around you have to transact against the listener to make money, in my opinion, is a broken philosophy. Like I've done six figures in this podcast, and it's it's because of of the vehicle that, that it provides provides for networking, connecting, creating content, storytelling, and honestly, in my opinion, being able to develop relationships in a way where it's a mutual... Like, I wouldn't have the opportunity to meet you, right? In in, in other capacities. Maybe we'd intersect in certain ways. And I think that reframing the value out of having, in my opinion, something that as an asset is more valuable than a 401k if you consistently deposit into it. And I know you've lived that tried and true. Um, and so I want to start on the front end and, and understand a little bit because, look, you've built some special things. And I think the way you approach it is earning respect more than monetizing. And even though the money comes after that resonates with me because look, there's a lot of ways to make money. And I always tell people like, I'm not traditionally money motivated because I want to do some shit, but I'm not going to wake up just to make a buck, right? There needs to be something else in it for me, just how I'm wired. And when I looked online, man, like the respect, the, 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 like showing like the underdog mentality that that stands out a lot. So fact check me on a couple things, man. Right, right now, Zach, you are you host and produce the, the uh, Underdog Empowerment Podcast, 250-plus episodes in, top, what, 15 podcasts in all of iTunes. Like, that's been crushing it. You run uh, a marketing agency that, that provides podcast strategy, production, distribution, and resources on that angle. Um, and then it looked like there was a couple other things going on. What, what's top of mind right now in, in all the different ventures? Help me clean up the mess here.
0: Man, I mean, dude, you did your homework pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty on point, bro. You're, you're, you're spot on with it. Yeah, dude, we, we, we're all in on the podcast industry, and there's something crazy going on right now with uh, Clubhouse. Man, I like <laughs> to talk about that. Yeah, I've been on the platform for eight days. Uh, and if you're if you're a podcaster, you got to be over there, man. I'm telling you, it's getting ready to change the landscape of the podcasting space, and I'm going to be on the forefront of it, man. Whether it's Clubhouse or another app that knocks them off, but this audio platform, yeah. social media type, is perfect for us podcasters, man. But uh, yeah, but yeah man, I'm, I'm I'm knee deep in that. Love love the space. Obviously, super biased towards podcasting because it changed my life, but I'm using it also as a vehicle as the cash cow to my legacy business that we're going to be Launching next, and we can get into that that a little bit later. I don't want to talk your (laughs) ear No, dude, I don't know about you. I don't know about you, dude. dude. Real quick, have you ever had a guest that comes on and you ask them a question, they start talking for like thirty minutes? Yeah,
1: hundred (laughs) percent. Honestly, the the truth is, like, we'll we'll be tight on a a forty-five to an hour. We'll make it happen. I I think it's funny that you know. I always love it because I've interviewed people that have been on so many podcasts that you're like, hey, tell me about yourself. Which I I hate the question, but you know, like, and it's like the most succinct two minutes. It's like they've done it a million times. And then there's the, other, it's like interviewing people, right? Like I was in an interview the other day, I'm hiring some copywriters and, and, and people. And, um, you know, it was one of those things where like you had people that had their specific thing ready to rock. And then the other one that was like 20 minutes in, you're like, oh fuck, like, I don't have more time for this interview, <laughs> you know, like, um, but no, you're, you're good to expand a little bit, but I know you have a lot going on and um, I'm excited. I think the podcasting space, if we can reframe it, is a powerful engine that, that in my opinion, the biggest value add is efficiency. One of the reasons we've been so effective is because we go to people, and I think you'll relate to this, right? Like in the marketing space, there's a level of competition and collaboration. I think in this ecosystem, let's talk and open and have some fun. There's tons of business out there. Like the biggest gap in my mind is people don't have a system and a reliable means of content production. So that guy, that attorney, that executive, that's the most valuable asset in the company can't justify 20 hours a month in marketing because the ROI and output and cash isn't there. But you tell them, hey, 60 minutes every other week or whatever it may be, and it tips the scale, it makes them understand, oh, I'm missing a system, not a person,
0: right? Dude, you, you, hit, the, you hit it on the dude right there. It's so like what we do, man, as far as like a system, systematic approach, you, you, you do a 45-minute interview, you know, give or take. Sometimes it's 30. Sometimes it's a little bit over an hour, but roughly a 45-minute interview. Then you take that 45-minute interview and you chop that video up into a bunch of micro pieces of content. We specifically we follow the Gary V model and took it and put our own little flavor to it to fit what we're doing, mm-hmm. uh, but we take that and make 22 pieces of uh, of content. We got five YouTube videos, TikTok, the little text videos, all that stuff, and uh, and it's just happening and it's just like content going out like crazy. And I tell you what. Man, uh, that right there is probably one of the best investments you can make as far as marketing, getting attention, creating content that's powerful, that helps people and draws people to you, to your brand and people fall in love with your brand. Dude, that's that's powerful stuff right there.
1: A hundred percent. And so we'll we'll dive into all of that right here. I'm just earmarking on my side. Time we started, so we can wrap up on time, right? Um, let we'll stop at about two o'clock, right? Wait, so you guys are what a couple hours off? I, I never know. You guys are two hours behind. What,
0: what time zone you uh, east coast? Oh, yeah, I'm an hour behind you. Man. hour behind. Like
1: I uh, so let's let's do this. I want to back up because I think that it's it's almost disrespectful, right, to not acknowledge the front end of where you've come and, and how much you've overcome from the, the I mean, look, you, like let's just call a like You spent five years in prison. You had a lot of time in your own head to figure out like, who am I? What am I doing? And when I get out, what am I doing to build a life and take care of people? right And I think that uh, it's easy to, to glance over some of that and, and just talk about what we're doing today. Like, oh, you're building a business, you're hiring people. And I think we forget sometimes that at some point, it wasn't the case, and things had to take place to make it so. Can you take us back to the front end a little bit on, again, because I, I don't know the story, so I kind of am ignorantly asking, like, five years, what, what happened? Where? How did that come to be, like— was were only child getting in trouble. Like I, anything you're comfortable talking about. I'd love some insight because it only brings color to the fact that dude, you're a beast and you're winning. And you came from a position of everybody counting you out and basically said, fuck it, I'll do it myself. And I think that is, is more than enough to prove that you're the right guy for, for most things. But can you provide some color on the front end on that first stage in life?
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, appreciate that too, man. Thank you. And, um, you know, you said something really powerful right there. It's that sometimes we forget, you know, where where we came from because we get so into where we're at right now, where we're going. And uh, I got an opportunity just recently, a few days ago, to just, you know, last few days, just been reflecting. We just moved into a beautiful home, mm-hmm. first-time homeowner uh, that uh, we got to move our family in, and watching their faces light up the first time they got to run into the house. I tell you what was one of the most, uh, just man, grateful feelings I've ever you know experienced in life dude because you know I went back to prison 20 days when my twin twin boys were born and that just crushed my soul dude but it was the best thing that could ever happen to me flat out um, but uh, you know I, I I grew up without a father and I used to play football and I used to you know see my friends dads at practice and I used to like man you know I wonder how that feels and and I can't wait to be a father and then you know, I, I go and make poor decisions and go and head back to prison uh, just 20 days before they were born was one of the the hardest things I ever experienced. But I used to sit in the cell trying to imagine what they looked like. Uh, and then I couldn't wait to get back home. And And my goal from day one was like, man, to get back in their life and be a responsible father and be happy, and successful. Didn't even know what that looks like, what that looked like at the time. But, man, uh, it was just uh, really, really cool to be able to reflect the last few days and see how far you've actually come into a Appreciate, because I'll, I'll wrap this up because I don't want to get on the tangent here. But no,
1: you're good.
0: That's been a a, a, a a struggle that I've had in the past, and I'm working on getting better and better, and I keep on getting better with it as time goes on. But I'm the type of guy that's like, let's go, 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 and then you hit a goal, and you're like, cool, you're on top of the mountain for 20 seconds, and then you're like, what's next? You know, And it's just like, and that's cool. you gotta you got to stay dissatisfied in that regard. But I think Ed, my it was Ed Milet that said it. He was like, you got to be joyfully dissatisfied. He's like, if you don't celebrate the wins along the way mm-hmm. and, and fully express that gratitude and soak it in, then you're never going to live a fulfilled life. And you're always going to be chasing the next thing. And I was Absolutely. like, man, that's exactly what I'm doing, man. And that's exactly what I needed to hear.
1: I, uh... So, I, you know, people that know me know I've, I've spent the last four and a half years in, in like B2B enterprise sales, whether cold calling, knocking doors, developing relationships. And I always say I always would tell new sales reps that the best thing you can do is have a healthy sense of paranoia. And, I, it, you know, it, it's one of those things where like it's, it's you want to celebrate the wins, but there's a level of how, how long how, how long can you celebrate it before it becomes old news. Right and that balance, I'm terrible at the balance. I, I'm I'm horrible. You know, like I just, but the same reason you're talking about, right? Like sometimes it's I'm almost anxious at the idea of embracing the win because it feels like if I if I think in it too much, then it becomes too real, and then I'm not thinking about the next thing. Right? I gotta ask though. You said you got you got put back in prison 20 days before your your twin boys were born. Um, I I gotta think about a couple things. So so at that point was 2013 2014? Is that about right?
0: Uh, yes. When I went back, it was 2014. So
1: 2014. February 1st, podcasting was by no means new at that point. Right. If I'm thinking about that, like it was in motion, it was happening. It wasn't yet at the state of today, which I kind of look at, like it's the modern state of blogging. Right. Like it wasn't yet at that point where it's, it was well uh, assumed that people were having podcasts and it was a part of the game. Right. It was still a little bit new, interesting. Like, Oh, you have a podcast. Now it's like, Oh, you have a podcast. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. If you hadn't chosen podcasting as the vehicle, what was the alternative? Because you strike me as a person, Zach, that's fuck it all in. And the idea of a plan B is instead of it being in the insurance policy, it's the reason A doesn't work because you have a safety net. But I got to ask, what, what would the alternative have been if podcasting didn't become the hearth of really the home you've built?
0: That's a really good question, bro. And I I love it because I've never been asked that before. And it's cool to ask questions. You know what I mean? Um, But dude, honestly, I didn't, like you said, I didn't have a plan B at that point in time in my life. I was throwing shit on the wall to see what sucked. Uh, I did YouTube for two years straight um, and I didn't take off. And I learned a great lesson there because at the time my brand was win with Zach well, number one, that's cheesy as fuck. And number two, it's a, it's a move. It's not a movement that other people can't get behind. It's, it's self-centered onto myself and nobody can get behind when with Zach. But when I was like, when I learned that lesson, then I tried podcasting and did it with underdog empowerment. That speaks to a specific set of people that resonate with that and they can get behind. So that was a great lesson there. But, um, yeah, man, it would have it would have been it would have we would have figured it out one way or another, you know, if it wouldn't have been podcasts and something would have happened because I'm like uh, 50 cent, get rich or die trying. But it's like the achieve your achieve your dreams or die trying mentality. And I feel like that's if we want to go into that a little bit, I got a crazy story on that. But that's what really separates, uh, you know, people from that are really going in all in and making it happen versus people that are on the fence.
1: I'd love to. So when you think about that shift, right, two years in, but the, if, we, if we draw back, right, the content play was, it sounds like always the play, it was, f- like, I mean, I, you've, you've interviewed Grant Cardone, you understand his philosophy of get out of obscurity, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, it sounded like your first inclination of, I got to find success, it was, I'm going to create content and get to a point where people know who I am. If they don't know who I am, the rest doesn't matter, right? So YouTube was, was the first option, but was that originally the goal? Was it like, I got to put out, con- I got to, I got to get the story to be a different story or I got to brace it myself because otherwise I'm just a, a a criminal, whatever they wanted to classify you as in society. Was that the concern or was it something else?
0: Yeah, dude. No, I was, I was scared to share my story at first, dude. I had a limiting belief about that. Um, you know, I went back to prison, uh, I what what sent me down a while. I, the reason why I chose to go down a downward spiral before I went back to prison I had to word that the right way. Like <laughs> I don't, I take full ownership of it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I, I had gotten a job at a at a clothing store. I was I was working at a bar and grill as a cook because I was like my uh, you know I couldn't didn't have many options as a as a convicted felon after doing what I did. And so I got a job at a clothing store on the sales team and I've always thrived in sales. <laughs> Funny story. My first job was at McDonald's when I was 16. I pulled a Scarface halfway through the, uh, halfway through the shift on the half baked. I said, fuck you, fuck you. fuck you." you <laughs> know, <I'm> go. Out. <laughs> yeah. I could never do the job or school thing. He said, it's not for me, but, um, right. but I always did like sales shots where I had the opportunity to create my own, you know, my own income and I didn't have a floor or whatnot, but, uh, or ceiling, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm starting to go off tangents, but um, but I would gotten the job at the sale at the as a, on the sales floor at, at the clothing store and I sold. I crushed it. Day three, got a promotion. I put in my two weeks at the bar and grill where I had stability. Two days after that, they came back, said, dude, you're a convicted felon. Kick rocks. And so I, I, I went down a downward spiral because I chose to feel sorry for myself and throw a pity party. And long story, ended up getting a DWI and going back to prison for my twin sons were born. Well, anyways, fast forward, when I come out of prison, my limiting belief was, hey, I can't share that part of my story. I can't say that I used to be a drug addict or been to prison and stuff because, you know, nobody's going to take me seriously as an entrepreneur. And then I'm not going to be able to feed my family at all. And so that was the limiting belief that I had to break through, that a mentor helped me break through. And what I realized is by sharing it, man, it uh, it connects with people and it's it's fucking bored as I get saying talking about it. Sometimes I know it's my responsibility to share it as much as possible because it really connects with people and can, can help me build that connection with them and help help both both ends of the spectrum there.
1: Of course, man. I mean, dude, it's different, you know. And I think that, uh, you ex- you it hitting it on the head saying I fucked up, I'm human, you know. It's 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 like when I'm when I'm working a deal and everybody says everything's gonna be perfect, I immediately kind of want to walk away, right? <laughs> You know, like, I had a deal uh, recently that was like, so what's the transition going to be like? And in my head, I was like, obviously, like, what is what transition to anything doesn't have problems? Like, and I was like, look, to be honest, it's like moving houses, but you're in the same cul-de-sac. You got to put your shit in boxes, and you got to move next door, and it's not going to be the most fun day. But you know the neighborhood. It's going to be comfortable, and you're hiring people to move the boxes, so you're not worried about things breaking. But at the end of the day, you're moving. And... It was one of those things where, like, I think when you can let people know, like, I'm not perfect, we're not perfect, but, dude, I'm going to work my face off until we get this exactly where we need to be. It reframes the conversations from, you know, I'm doing business with a company to I'm doing business with a person. And I think that sometimes people don't get that. It's like, you know, I, I, uh, I was joking around with a client and they are like. You know, like there's no company ever in history that's ever been alive forever. The, the job is how long can we survive and how much impact can we have along the way before it either gets bought, rep- like that's obviously a little bit pessimistic, but there's no company that's been around for thousands of years, right? The process is, is, is the, the, the process is everything, but it's like businesses don't fail. People make bad decisions that create consequences that don't work for the business or the people inside of it. You've obviously embraced it. And I think that that helps a lot. Um, but as you got to the process of like like i think there's there's some things i want to talk about like booking guests and doing things but the truth is to you guys listening you understand i i have two rules it's when it comes to like working with people it's don't ask for a discount if it's the first time working with them that's what they get paid to do pay them what they're worth and don't volunteer other people's money if you haven't gotten permission right that's my big thing so like i I don't want you to have to spill everything that's that's top of priority because it's what you sell it's how you make money but i gotta i gotta ask and like when you started to work through podcasting and you got up and running, was it immediately like video, audio, all like went from zero to a hundred all in, or did you baby step it, start doing solo episodes? I'd love to understand how you approached the starting line, knowing where you're at today with such recognition. I think some people get concerned around like, oh, do I do have to buy equipment? They get, they get concerned over the things that in my mind shouldn't matter when you just should start. How did you get started?
0: Dude, that's a really great question. And I'll lay it out and I uh, respect what you just said right there. It's really awesome of you. But dude, I'm an open book. I'll share all the tacticalness, anything you want to talk about, podcasting, branding, or anything that I can speak on. You know, I'm open book here, man, for real. I believe in truly do that. That's why I've been on clubhouse. Just giving away everything right. I've generated in eight days generated, not even trying to just been focused on helping people figure shit out generated over six K just by doing it. Because then people hit you up in the DMS on Instagram. Love you know it. What I mean, hundred yeah. percent love to see it. Amen, that's awesome, dude, man.
1: So how, how did you get up and running? Did you go all in buying and set up cameras, mics and, and all full bore? What was that like?
0: Yeah dude, I found uh some resources on YouTube, a uh, YouTube playlist that showed me how to get the podcast started cuz there's it's harder to set up a podcast than it is setting up a Facebook page, you know, yeah. or our Instagram page. Definitely. But I figured that out and then um and then I got it ranked on day 3 by getting a bunch of written reviews and I figured that part out and I was like, "Holy shit." And uh so I went hard on that, but um no, I didn't start with video. I just started with just audio. Or I tried to start with video and I realized like, man, this is too fucking much. Like at the time it was just me. I was broke as shit trying to figure stuff out. And so I was like, let's just scale it down, just do audio and crush this platform Uh, because I was running into that problem where like right at this time where I was trying to do the podcast, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. I wasn't on LinkedIn and, you know, TikTok and uh, Clubhouse weren't even around in 2018. Uh, And so I was like, man, I'm spread too thin. I'm not going deep enough on any here. I got to scale this back for right now until I get to the point. And so it was hard to do because I love creating content. I love being everywhere as much as I can. But I got rid of everything except for the podcast and Facebook because Facebook was where I had my most engaged community, you know, like where I could really interact and go deep with people. And so I just scaled that man for the next for the next year and a couple months. And then broke through financially, and then started getting on all the platforms again and started doing video and all that good stuff.
1: Right. You said a couple things that are, I think, incredibly important. Um, When I work with clients or people, I'm just helping out, and I think that's the concern. They're like, I got to be everywhere. Well, if you're broke and you don't have a lot of resources, then – you got to be smart about because it's you're right it's smart to go deep not go wide depending on what you're trying to accomplish right because you know we'll look at certain opportunities where you know again back to what you're saying right now like tiktok is is an incredible opportunity like i have people that are starting brand new accounts and their views are getting couple thousand views and they have like two followers right whereas on instagram they put up a video they're getting you know 500 views or something and they have thousands of followers like there's just very obvious metrics to look at and say we should go deep in this platform but people get handcuffed to the idea of well i gotta be everywhere gary v says i gotta be everywhere it's like you have to do what you need to do relative to where you're at like i started podcasting with GarageBand and a shitty yeti mic that i bought for 50 bucks from a friend because the same exact thing i had no money and i also wasn't interested in spending hundreds or thousands of dollars on something that was an idea that I was like, I need to work this out, right? You got to figure out what, you know, there, again, it's like workout equipment. How many people, I, I put up a post about this. It's kind of ripping. I'll be like, stop buying, you know, I, again, like I love the companies like Gymshark, whatever, awesome companies, right? But it's like, you don't need another pair of leggings. You need to get the fuck to the gym, right? <laughs> like, you know, like the purpose of the gym yep. is to go make yourself look good without clothes on, right? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. and like I'm, I'm teasing, I'm poking fun, but it's back to like the quality of your camera in, in many ways is, is, negligible if you're inconsistent you know and so I I really can appreciate that when did you start adding guests into the mix and diversifying into like okay now let's start doing video like what was there any tipping point from from when you got to okay I get where we're going let's pour gasoline and amplify it
0: yeah dude so um so what I would like to backtrack before I answer that just slightly Mm -hmm. um the whole reason why I started the podcast was because I heard a story um, at the time I, I, I don't jam with the whole click funnel community just cause anytime <laughs> I went in that Facebook group, I felt disgusted. But, um, Russell Brunson is a genius. That dude is a very smart marketer. He's brilliant. Um, I saw
1: you're trying to book him on, on the, uh, the podcast. I'm <laughs> curious if that's going to go.
0: <laughs> I was on stage with him on clubhouse just a minute ago. I was getting ready to pop in there and talk about dick funnels, but he got out of there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's brutal. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's a beast though, but um, 100% he's a genius. But um, anyways, I was uh, going through his masterclass in 2017, uh, at the end of 2017. Or no, this was 2018. uh, Because yeah, it was right before I launched the podcast. Uh, But anyways... He was talking about a story of like, hey, he had this client and every time he was trying to collaborate with all these entrepreneurs and nobody was taking him seriously. And it was just a real hard time for him. And then he started his own podcast at his own platform. Then all these opportunities opened up for him. And I was like, dude, you're speaking my story right now. Like nobody's giving me a chance or laughing at me for trying to become an entrepreneur after getting out of prison. Like, you know, I've been doing this for three and a half years. Let's fucking go. Let's try it. Let's just throw this shit on the wall too and see if it sticks. And, uh, and it did, and then we got it ranked on day three by getting a bunch of reviews on the podcast, which was awesome. It's not that, it's very simple. It just requires a little bit of a hustle. Well, right, you gotta ask uh, people
1: and do the work.
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, so we got it ranked by doing that. And then I immediately hit up Billy Jean on that day of getting it ranked. I said, yo, Billy, podcast now for three days. I'm in the top 200 on Apple. This thing's blown up. I gotta get you on the show, man. Can we make it happen? He responded with his assistant's email, said she got my schedule. We had him on the show the next week. And so I literally went from one week, nobody fucking with me to having influential people like Billy on the show. And it's just been a spiral of upwards momentum ever since. But to ask that question or to answer your question, I started off with nothing, right? Uh, Not with nothing, but with bare minimum, like you had a less than $200 setup. But then I seen like other podcasters interviewing these, these heavy hitters and I was interviewing them consistently on mine too on Zoom. But I was like, man, you know what, I'm going to do something different that nobody that I don't see many people doing at all. And I'm going to do this as a branding positioning play. And man, it's has been instrumental to my growth. I fly out, I started flying out with my videographer to these people to their offices, getting the interview in person. And uh, yeah, that's a, a lot of people like, Is that? I had a lot of people ask me? It's like, how much of an expense is that? Is it worth it? And I'm like, dude, it's not a fucking expense, it's an investment and it's paid off tremendously. Can't tell you how powerful that's been. I get to post videos all the time, sitting down with Andy Frisilla or Bedros Killian. Tons of people, dude. And, And when people see that you're sitting down with that person. The association. Yeah, and nope, not everybody's doing that because their time is finite. They're one person. They can't sit down for everybody in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And so if you can get in there and show that you're not just doing it, but you're doing it over and over and over again, dude, it makes selling whatever the hell you're selling 100 times easier, flat out.
1: Absolutely. It's association. It's so, it's... You know, it, it's it's super smart, but it gets back to the system. Like once you get a model down that works, it's like going to the gym and all you have to focus on it is effort and energy, not how many reps, what am I moving, how am I moving it? Like that's when people get overwhelmed. They're like, what do I do when I get there? If you know what you're going to do when you're going to get there and how to get there, all you have to do is show up and go put the work in. But it's, it's, you know, uh, I look, I look, I put out an article two years ago. It didn't get a lot of love, but to me, it's one of the best things I think I've put out. It was called, you know, solving most problems is the question default or design. Is it the way it's supposed to be because it's designed that way? Or is it just the way it's always been? If you're having a problem, ask that question. Is it just set and forget? Or did somebody do this on purpose? And then you can backtrack from there. Is the bad data driving the decision? Was it the incompetence of that person? Maybe they made a bad decision or was it like, oh, we've just always done it this way. Like... That'll tell you most ways you can go to solve it, and it comes back to the process. And obviously, you've honored out a rock solid process. And then once you get somebody like a Billy Jean, Grant Cardone, Dean—I uh, can't pronounce his last name—a total beast. Right? You've interviewed, you've interviewed some monsters, right? Across a lot of industries, Clubhouses popping. I see you got a bunch of others, people, and professional athletes. You name it. When you go to book guests, and this is more from because there's the economics and the business side. Then there's the Zach Babcock, human guy, you know, like, curious, like, just wanting to meet people. When you're booking guests, is there something that you're looking for out of uh, the, the people you're booking? Or are you just trying to set up a great conversation with somebody that's a power player and just see where it goes?
0: Yeah, man. So uh, when I, are you saying like, how do I go about whenever I'm reaching out to him?
1: Well, that, that's one piece. Of, I'm just curious. What, like there's a million people. If you sat down and did an email blitz or a phone like, to get in touch, LinkedIn, whatever it may be. There's so many people you can contact. I'm curious, like, what are you looking for with guests you're trying to find? Like, oh, I'm going to get that guy on here because of X. Is it just you wanting to meet that person or are you looking for other things? I think people struggle with how to find the right guests and what to look for
0: there's two main things that i'm trying to do when i when i'm doing this and there's a lot of a bunch of other cool benefits that i like too that come with it but the two main things that i'm going after is one the relationship with the person just like dude i got a relationship with andy Frasilla. i've been to his spot twice now and then i got him on the last time i interviewed him yeah dude that's been like a an idol of mine dude just because i love what that dude stands for and he lives right here in st louis but uh on my last podcast he agreed to do the show once a year and i like, do that's fucking awesome yep you know what i'm saying so so the relationship is the first thing because you know i've had a lot of those relationships turn into partnerships or introductions to other people and you know just amazing things that happen just by you know it's not about what you know it's about who you know truly that that really i've really came to understand that uh since podcasting but uh that's the first thing second thing that i'm looking for is to get World class mentorship from them (laughs) because, dude, I got two hours now of Andy Frasilla. Got to ask him specific questions of what I was going through at that time. I mean, I don't know where else you can get that at, and I don't know if there's even a price tag on it. Well, I mean, everything might have a price, I guess. I don't know, but uh, you're right. It probably would have been pretty steep financial price. It would have been worth it, whatever it is. But you know, I got to get that directly. Like, like last time, I I, I I asked this question. I wanted to ask a very specific question. I said, Hey dude, we're currently scaling. We know we, we've hit multiple six figures this year. Last year we hit our first six figures. So we're in go scale ahead. mode. When you were at this point as a CEO, what did you focus on to scale first form to where it is today? And then he laid it out for me. I'm like, I was mind blown. I was like, Holy crap. And, I, and it was like, I could, I still go back to that episode and listen to it. Um, But yeah, those are the two things. A lot of other things happen too, though, just by sitting down with them and being able to market that. It helps me make sales out the woodwork and connect with people and stand out above other people. So there's just so many things that come along with it. But man, it's just been been really cool, man. Really, really blessed.
1: I'm happy you said the two things you said. There's no right answer. But sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll communicate to people that are only hunting followers that, you know, if they share it on their page, then it'll happen or this or that they're looking for they're booking people on contingency of like, well, if this happens, then it's all worth it. It's like most times and like, you know, the game, like, look, I, how many times do you send media to, to somebody and they don't share anything? And it's not a bad. It's like, dude, do you? No worries. But a lot of times I'll see like, oh, that person has 100000 followers. They're a good guest. It's like, Well, are they a good relationship? Can you learn from them? Have they built something that they can speak to from a position of strength or did they do it once and they've done five podcasts and now they're an expert? right like you you talk a little bit about you know even on your website it's very very direct of like look there's a lot of fucking gurus out there that are talking about the approach the strategy and they've never actually done it and i i think that y- you hit it on the head like if you build a strong platform in a podcast you get to learn while you earn right you get to meet people connect i I've, I've been learning from you from afar for a bit now right i'm not afraid to admit it like there you have a lot of very good information i'm not surprised you're doing business on clubhouse right because it's working and you're not speaking from a position of guessing, right? You're not sitting here saying, this is what I would do in the back of your head. You're like, oh, I hope that works. Right. <laughs> right. Like so many consultants and strategies and businesses are built on, I've done this once or twice. Hey, this is what you should do. And in the back of their head, they're like, well, I don't have to live with the consequences, but you know, I think it'll work. It's like, dude, you've done it. Yeah, you.
0: I hope I sounded good. Right. You
1: know? Right. They're, they're trying, you know, I, I it, it's the difference between playing the role of a business person and operating Right, like, are you putting on a costume in the morning, or are you just going to work? Right, you know. Um, so I'm curious, where do you see? Like, you've done 255 podcasts, I think it was, and so it looks like you've done a variety. You've done short ones, you've done long ones, right? You've done a variety of different mixes. Like, do you see the podcast and and under underdog empowerment being? Uh, tried and true as you look into 2021, 22, like is that still going to be pressed full court? Do you see any other ventures or any other things that, that you're going to put your time and attention toward to grow the business? I'd, I'd love to understand because I, you know, one thing I've been thinking about, so I've hosted first floor conversations and starting to grow this um, and with the business and what we've been able to accomplish and, and where the contracts we've been bringing in and, and with I see the growth, like I'm, I'm very excited about where things are headed. One thing I've been thinking a lot about is like, is there a way to, and I'll throw it in here, right? As a shameless plug that we're gonna look at. Like, I think one thing that podcast hosts can do a really nice job of is creating multiple shows without having to create a lot of work. So, for example, I've just started on the back end creating a podcast called the Justify Podcast, where in each podcast, like everybody has a tipping point where they had to make a tough decision. And so instead of making a new podcast, it's like, I'm going to ask you, it's like, I interviewed the uh, new year. He's a CEO and a client of ours. Um, it, they run a $40 million company down in DC uh, and and they do commercial work, work with the government. They're, he's brilliant. Like he worked with Bill Gates at Microsoft. He had to make a decision at one point in his po- in, in the business where they let go of 80% of their revenue because the core of their business wasn't the the path to where he saw the business going. They did a lot mm-hmm. of strategy development, et cetera. And he's like, we shouldn't be in this business. It's helped us get off the ground, but it's not what we need to be known for. And he made a decision overnight. We're going to cut this out. They lost 80% of the revenue. And then now they're where they are, right? And so I was like, Vinu, Vin- Vin- how did you justify making that decision? And so in my head, I'm like, I'm going to clip this. I'm going to do a live intro and then have a separate five to seven minute podcast called the Justify a Podcast that instead of an hour, it's a seven minute podcast of, hey, we're going to break down how people make tough decisions. And so it's like trying to be as efficient as possible. has been something I've been trying to think a lot about your engine's always running i'm curious what you're thinking about with expanding it changing it new ventures what's top of mind for you
0: yeah man no that was uh the, that story to share shared. i love it. as soon as you said that he uh, before you even got to like how he made it happen like as soon as you said he cut the i was like that's that's what we're gangster that's what gangster it, is, when he dude. said that i was
1: like like i was in their office doing the interview and, and i was like dude you're really like 80% when you got 50 people, like that's, a. I mean, that's, that's layoffs. Like there's no short side about that. Like that's a, that's not just you saying I'm a soul prop and I'm going to let go of a big client to free up time. That's structural changes to other people's lives, you know? And, um, I mean, it ended up playing out and, and there wasn't really collateral damage. And, but I think it gets back to like why I love podcasting. You get to ask real questions. Like, how did you make that decision when you're sitting up at night with your wife and kids at one in the morning, whatever. And you're like, we got to do this. Like, what did you use as logic and facts to justify that decision? Because you may be like, what are we talking about? Right? Like an Instagram quote doesn't help me work through that decision. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, but I'm, I'm curious. Zach, like, where's your head at with, with, with the podcast, 200 something episodes in, are you going to keep riding the wave any new approaches that you're thinking about? Just love to see what's kind of shaking in the noggin.
0: Yeah, man, dude. So, um, our 9% recidivism rate nationwide in the U S is the ultimate goal. And we're going to start building that company very soon right now. Like can you say the
1: name of it? Like, is there, is it under wraps?
0: Yeah, I, I, we're thinking of elite freedom skills of being the name, but yeah, I don't know they, it's, we haven't got to the name part yet, but I know okay. that's the, that's the ultimate destination that's going to achieve a 9% recidivism rate. And I can tell you how it's going to happen and all that stuff where we help people coming out of prison, build them up, build up their, their 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 character and their skill sets, and then get them matched up with the right jobs or enter into entrepreneurship programs. We'll go too deep in that, but that's the that's the ultimate goal, right? So starting with the end in mind, working backwards. Right now, this year, a heavy focus is absolutely exploding my brain, all right? um, Because I know I'm going to need a huge brand and a lot of money uh, to achieve this goal and to build this company. And to uh, really get it, get things just to completely dominate, dude. Cause I, I'm very competitive when it comes to stuff. So. Anyways, uh, with podcasting specifically, yes, I'm still all in on podcasting and how I'm moving and shaking with it. I see this new uh, clubhouse on the forefront. I seen that and I just went all in. And here's what I'm gonna do uh, on this app, you can start your own club, right? And for those of you that aren't on there yet or don't know about it, it's just like a podcast like you're listening to now, but it's like an interactive podcast where people can bring you up on stage. You can ask questions. They can make you a moderator. You could speak. Um, it's really cool. I was in the room on stage with Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone. And I can't even name it. It was like 20 other heavy hitters that you know, right. more than likely all, in the, all at the same time. So anyways, I'm seeing this. I'm like, oh, wow. So what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna make a club on there, which is your own a club, and I'm gonna call it Underdog Empowerment, and now we're going to host live podcasts right there and it's still going to happen just like we normally do i'm going to interview the guests and everybody else is going to be on mute and then i'm going to bring people up on stage for a new segment for q a and now the audience gets to interact with me and the guests and we're going to record it and then for the people that weren't there to be able to catch it live we're going to repurpose it directly back to the podcast so i'm I'm just moving with it man i know this is going to completely Uh, turn the podcast industry upside down plus the software that we're launching that's also a platform business in 2021 is going to tip the podcast industry upside down so I'm still definitely all in on podcasts but I'm also very focused on getting my Instagram YouTube and LinkedIn to 100k plus with blue check Uh, some people say oh that's just vanity metrics no the fuck it's not that it, the followers in blue checks are not vanity metrics if they're built with real followers that love your shit. Right. And the blue check mark, dude, that's assets. When you get a blue check mark, you get more play from the algorithm and people immediately, it's a positioning play. And you're like, damn, he's got a fucking blue check mark. That person must know some shit they are important. That's immediate branding position right there. And then if you have a, a large following, that's immediate authority and credibility right there if you know what you're doing. Don't buy though the fake followers i can't no they're all bullshit say. yeah bullshit yeah, but go like we're building right now we're building instagram through paid ads and clubhouse and we're growing over 100 100 followers a day are you There's other people- are you so let me let me interject real quick so I, I think people struggle and i'm
1: i'm in a position where i'm trying to figure out where to put my time even like are you building underdog empowerment or zachary babcock
0: zachary babcock zach babcock with underdog empowerment is like the movement Right,
1: Got, but I'm and saying so, like the pages that you're saying 100K and a check mark are they your personal pages or the, the podcast page?
0: Oh yeah, so it's so it's my own personal brand yep. that I'm building on all the different platforms, and then Underdog Empowerment <clears throat> is the platform that I'm building on podcasts Yep, and it's Underdog Empowerment. It's like a movement, a brand that everybody can get behind, but I'm directly tied. To.
1: Absolutely M- makes sense. I think some people get challenged. Like, Do I start a business page, a personal brand? Like what matters? Like well look both of them can work but just go all in on it and, and execute right like don't be half, I love what you said don't, right don't be half pregnant on like i'm gonna put out one post a day on each instead of doing three on one like just do it because at some yeah. point it's like it it's binary
0: you know it's, well, dude, you said something so important i didn't mean to cut you up, but it was so important what you just said right there it's like both of them can work what, what do you want to do so like i just want to touch on that man like there's so much bullshit that you'll hear, if you ever hear like, oh, this is the way you have to do it, don't fucking listen to that idiot that ever said it. Because right. it's not true, man. You got to play your game. For an example, I, I was always feeling like, damn, I was I was being a bum or whatever because everybody said you got to wake up at 4 a.m. If you're not waking up at 4 a.m., I'm already a couple steps ahead of you. And, and that's bullshit, dude. I'm not a morning person. If I get up at 4 a.m., my mind does not work that early. I'm groggy. I'm just like foggy. It's just like, and I hate it. And I'm just not a great performer in the morning, period. Even if I go to bed early on a consistent basis the night before, I'm not a morning person. Right. I get my best creative energy, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. in the morning. I'm on fire right there. And still. So-
1: dude, you and I are very similar, man. That's hilarious. I was. I always tell people I'm a night owl. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, dude, I love when it's 9 p.m. because I know nobody's working, right? Like, I. That's when I'm like, if I, even if my room is quiet, my par- wherever I'm living or I'm at and working, I'm like, the world's quiet and that's when i'm like oh let's go that's super funny so okay keep keep rolling
0: no dude yeah and so you're playing your game and so like when they're like oh i'm all i'm two steps ahead of you just like you said like well motherfucker you're going to bed at 9 p.m and i'm fucking still working at 1 a.m so what do you mean we all got the same 24 hours in the day i'm just playing my game while i 100%. perform the at,
1: you know dude i hundred percent i mean i i had a uh a... Lydia I don't know if you're if you're listening shout out but um Lydia who, who's a friend of mine I've known her my entire life she also does some of the we transcribe create written articles etc and she's super helpful in, in helping with that um but she when I, I let her know I'm like hey I put in my notice it's, it's time to burn the boats and, and play the game right like if we, if we got chips and we've counted them let's are we we're gonna play to play the river right <laughs> like let's play the game um and she's like what are you most excited about and I was like to be honest like I got more anxiety every and I don't deal with it. like I'll be the first to say like I'm healthy happy like I don't deal with most things and I'm fortunate and. It blessed to say so, and I never say blessed. But the only time I really got anxiety was on Fridays at 4 o'clock when everybody at work was like, what are you doing this weekend? And in my head, I'm like, I got an interview on Friday, Saturday. I'm trying to work that deal, the charity thing, like – I wasn't interested in going and partying and it wasn't because I'm like, that's cool. It's like, that's just like, I didn't get off work and immediately had happy hour. I I don't drink that much. It's not my MO. It's not that I won't join or I'm not interested or like, it's not, but it's like, I got the most anxiety to try. I had to like lie to people and be like, I'm just going to hang out this weekend when in reality, like then I was kicking it into gear being like dope. It's game time. And so when she asked like, what are you most excited about? I was like, to be honest, I'm excited to like, I don't have a wife and kids personally, so it's like, I don't have to worry about the seven day structure. It's 365 individual days. It's not like a typewriter where it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, ding! You know, and like, I struggle with that. I need to be able to like, the idea of punching out for two days on a weekend, like, who cares if you take a Wednesday off if you worked 18 on Saturday? Like, just let me work when I want to work. That was the thing, I was like, I just want to do what I want to do. It's Back to your point, if I don't want to wake up at 8 a.m., 6 a.m., 4 a.m., just do the work. You know, and I think that's a big thing I'm excited about with COVID is, you know, in a corporate office, it's it's visibility ultimately can can be a driver for workplace effectiveness because they see you in the office working, and the lack of visibility has now shifted the metric to productivity. They don't need to see you; they just need to know you're getting the work done. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm curious how, how have you how have you with with COVID and everything like? It sounds like this accelerated all of the plays you had, all the irons in the fire that were hot just got hotter and friggin' took off. Is that the case or am I off base there?
0: Dude. I, I mean, I'm, I guess I would say I'm blessed and fortunate, I guess, to be in the business that I, that I was in. Cause I know a lot of industries got hit hard. Yeah. Uh, but man, we exploded through COVID dude. Hell yeah. Like it was, we, we did over 150% growth from last year. Um, And so I'm very, you know, grateful for that and very uh, fortunate and a little bit of lucky at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I also worked my fucking face off through it all at the same time, too, because i seen the opportunity. So all those components playing together, you know,
1: plays the game,
0: yield good results. Yeah, 100
1: percent. 100% I 100% you just had to play. I mean look there's a lot of things that went wrong but second COVID took off it was like oh now it's like I didn't have a website at the time for the podcast so I was like oh this is amazing you know like pulled a couple put something up went from bi-weekly to weekly like there was just very immediate things it was like you got to take control and do some things you know so I was excited to see like I know that you've had to take the gas off your podcast obviously you're blitzing right now and a lot of other people and fortunate to, to have you on I have one tactical question on clubhouse because I've started to play on it I've, I've gotten a little more active um you have to, when you're getting involved in these clubs, did you basically jump on and just join as many of these clubs as possible and try to figure out some things? And then, because i don't I don't think anybody at this point can start a club. or like you can if you're involved in the maybe the words are wrong. like if you're in the clubhouse, you can start a room, right? But not everybody can start a club. Is that correct?
0: Right. yeah so how, how yeah. did you,
1: how'd you walk me through that because i'm curious because i'm again i'm still learning a little bit but to my knowledge there is a little bit of a barrier there where like not anybody can just open up a a, a space for everybody to hang out
0: yeah so they're doing it really smart and i'm not an expert as as far as clubhouse but i have been some cool results i'll just share what's been working for me so far but it's gonna change probably in the next few weeks because it's you know it's they're, platform they're moving
1: quickly part. yeah
0: yeah so um So, yeah, they're doing it smart. And right now you can apply for a club and they're only giving out one, you know, per user if you get approved and you have to host three weekly rooms, you know, like create the event and host it three times is what they say whenever you go to fill out the form. Mm -hmm. But they say if you just want to wait, there's going to be a built in feature where you're going to be able to just create your own club that's coming, you know. And so they're, they're scaling this out. And I think they're doing this on purpose. I think they actually do have the team in place to scale it out. Or maybe they don't, but the fact that they're doing this on invite only is genius. Yep. Dude, it creates
1: that. VIP, man. Yeah, it feels
0: cool, Yeah, exactly. Dude, it's so smart by doing it. that's a smart marketing move. But um uh but yeah, man. So uh the, the the about getting the club eventually that feature is gonna be available is what it says on that form. I've already filled out a form to get a club, I haven't gotten it yet. Right. Um, How long ago so, did you
1: apply? I'm curious what their revision is like. Is it like a couple of days or has it been like weeks since you've heard from them?
0: Yeah. Well, they say they want to see you host a weekly thing three weeks in a row. And I've been on the platform for only eight days. But I filled out my thing the second day on. And then I filled out another. Because the first one I filled out was like for like a podcast thing. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, man, fuck that. I need to fill out a, well, a cl- for a club for the podcast. Yeah, exactly. podcast. yeah, not be about podcasting. I can always drop tips about podcasting in there, but I just want to build the community that, for people. You know, dude,
1: that is super well put, right? I think uh, uh, the way the way you worded that it needs to be a more than a podcast, right? It's not about the tool; it's about the message that the tool delivers. Yeah. Call, right, and and oftentimes, like that's again for mine. like I don't podcasting is just a recorded conversation, right? Like. You know, it doesn't it, – you can do literally – I'm working with a, an artist who – like, uh, a musical artist who's signed and trying to figure out, like, a content strategy, right? He's like, I don't like – I want to keep recording music. I'm like, dude, if you have a microphone and you have two humans or one human, you can record it and upload it for free. I'll never forget the first time I was like, wait, you have a podcast on iTunes? I'm like, yeah, it's called hitting submit. Like <laughs> – you know, like you don't have to pay. Like there's certain things I think that people just aren't doing the research to learn. Like sound. They're not, like, yes, SoundCloud is a little bit different. There's certain platforms that are going to charge you for hosting, but you don't have to like just submit it to Spotify, right? Like it, it's, I don't know. It's very funny. Sometimes I think people give excuses for not doing it when they're like, oh, how'd you get it approved? I'm like, what do you mean? I told them I wanted, right. Just, I sent it in, <laughs> right? Um,
0: Googled it and I figured out how to do it through Google or YouTube and right. they showed me.
1: hundred percent, man. It's- I get
0: it. I, I get people uh, this just want to touch up upon that because I feel like it's so you brought up such a great point there. I get that people want to know the specifics, technical aspects of it. but dude, fucking you could find all those technical questions just like I did on Google. Right. I mean, I made guides for them now just because I get asked for it so much and of I don't course. I'm not a tech person, bro. Right. I don't even know 100%. Shit. I'm not a tech I don't even know what the best podcast equipment is. I ask my tech people those questions. they hook me up. I know how to market it. I know the importance of how to get people to listen to it, how to get in front of cool people and have them on your show, how to get it ranked on Apple, and how to make money from it. Like, that's what's gonna move the needle forward. And so, when people ask me those questions, I get it. Yeah, you wanna know how? Fucking Google it if you can Google it. You know what I'm saying? Like, definitely, man. Ask the, like, if you wanna ask me a question, if you're gonna ask me a question, ask me, dude. How do, I, how, do, how do I grow my audience on there and grow a, a strong audience that loves what, my shit?
1: What has like, been, you know, and I know we're, we're coming to, you got probably five minutes left before we tie up. What has been the driver, right? Because you put out content, but I'll be honest, you don't put out a million pieces of content. Like, you're not putting out content to the point that I've seen, at least. Maybe I got to play around a little more. TikTok, you've been crushing, right? That's that's no, no, no bullshit on that. Like, you, there's certain things you've been crushing, but like look, like you're not putting out 10 pieces of content today. Like, what's been the driver for you? You have a very large, successful audience. There's an element of long-term value because you've got so much. So if they like one, they're going to love the rest of them, right? Like, obviously, that plays a value add where I think some people quit too early. Like, it's, you know, kind of like the, I look at it like the Russ effect. Like, he always talks about, like, if you only have two songs, they can't fall in love with you, right? What has been the driver for you?
0: Yeah, dude. Um, so going back, like when I scaled it all down and just went really deep on the podcast and Facebook and I got really good at creating content, I can still always get better. I'm always learning, trying to get better. But I just I, just, I, I became obsessed with studying, like how to how to how to really connect with people. And it's really it's so fucking simple. It's just be yourself. Say the things that you truly believe and how you truly feel. And, and people are going to connect with that. And then, yeah, there's a bunch of like stuff that you can do as far as positioning where you're showing what you're demonstrating and showcasing what you're doing in live time. That does help out a lot with positioning and stuff. But, um, but yeah, this went super deep there. And then, uh, yeah, to, to follow up your point, uh, we are going to be going blitzkrieg now that we have the team in place. We're literally finalizing our system, uh, with our content creation right. where we you know, send it off to Joey X. Some of you guys might know who he is. He lives five minutes away from, me. uh, knew him, knew him for a really long time. But um, he he's the guy that chops up our videos and, and and picks out the nuggets and stuff, and then creates videos for YouTube, TikTok, and all that stuff. And now we have the content team in place to go ham. But it couldn't start right there because I'm only one person. If I'd have spent all my time doing that, I wouldn't have had the time to build the business. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. So it's like, sort of sum that up: crawl before you walk, walk before you run.
1: Absolutely. But in the process, don't get off the treadmill. <laughs> you know yeah, exactly just,
0: just, yeah. that's a perfect just, cherry just, on top right just there keep
1: moving you know um and i think uh setting expectations right like if someone's like what do i start I'm like to put your first episode out and just tell the audience hey what's going on my name is this this is what this is going to be about here's what you can expect from the show like give yourself permission to be imperfect Like, I'm like, I, you know, I'll talk to clients like, like, just tell people, Hey, we're new at this, but we're excited about this, this, and this, you can expect this, this and this from us. If, if we can improve something, like shoot us a message, like great content should create a dialogue, not end the conversation. Just keep moving. Right. Keep moving. Um, there's a lot that, that we can obviously talk about, and, uh, and and I'm impressed with a lot of what you've been able to accomplish, and let's be real, it's the start of it. You know, I think you've spent a, a few years now building the foundation for what's going to really kick things off. Um, with the software play, that's going to be interesting to see how that, you know, what you guys are able to do there. Obviously, the, the podcast itself is going to be accelerating a lot. Um as we wrap up, man, what uh, what's top of mind? How, how can how can people find you? Like, hey, take take a minute or so, promote anything and everything, and um, and I'll wrap us up from there.
0: Appreciate you, dude. Yeah, man, uh, dude, I, I always appreciate being asked that question. Uh, dude, honestly, man, the best place to come hang out would be my podcast, Underdog Empowerment. It's obviously the. Uh, the thing that I'm most passionate about, I get to hear some real shit. Uh, if you check it out from episode one to here, when I was broke as fuck, starting from nothing to getting to where and documenting everything to where we're at today, uh, you can check it out on any podcast platform that you listen to podcasts on, but to keep it super simple for you guys, you can go to underdogempowerment.com right there on the homepage you can scroll down. There's a little podcast section with a red button that says subscribe. Uh, you can check it out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all that good shit. Uh, hope to see you guys over there and Bro, dude, I was super impressed. Your energy is like fucking high octane, bro. I would love Love to do it again.
1: Definitely, man. We'll we'll jump on again, y'all. Thank you for stopping by. A couple nuggets just to wrap us up. guys work the process understand what you're doing if you need to work with people find a team that can provide a support right like you guys bring value to people because you make it efficient easy and you're the gps for the marketing show up you have everything and then when you leave we make sure it keeps moving like understand what the real problem is and i think you guys have solved the real problem um and then everything else just keep moving but super impressed the, the 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 work you've been able to do the podcast you've been able to build um and just the facts are dude you've gotten kicked in the, in the teeth a few times in life and like I'm, I'm impressed to see where you've been able to take it and uh where you're gonna go so everybody y'all know the deal uh, episode 68 uh zachary babcock go check out underdogempowerment.com. um look if you feel like you're telling people a story that, that they're like they just don't believe you're gonna do it then go check his stuff out because it's you're gonna be looking in the mirror and it's gonna be somebody that's already done what you're trying to do it's the right place to go hang out for us this is first floor conversations my name is jeremy franchese y'all know the deal the view at the top it is only as good as the foundation which preserves it we'll stay tuned for more